0: Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a joy again to come into the presence of God and worship Him. And I'm so glad that today we are alive in the land of the living. Another opportunity to serve God, walk with God. I thank God for you. I thank God for your life. You know, if God has kept you and me alive, God has a plan for us. God has a purpose with our lives. And I I just want every one of us to live in that plan and purpose of God in our life and generation. A couple of weeks ago, I took a message called Beware of Lawlessness. And I think it's a very, very important message in our time and season. I've taken a message on the beware of lawlessness and talking about how in the last days... One of the signs of the last days is there's going to be an increase of lawlessness. We saw a sign just like the days of Noah. Just like before the days of Noah where wickedness had become so rampant and so corrupt that that was going to happen again. And I believe the word of God talks about that these last days. And we saw what is lawlessness. Lawlessness is not the absence of a law. The lawlessness is the presence of our own law above the law of God. Which means, I know this is what God's word says, but I believe that that's not what I want to do. I think it's like this. So to have my own law above the law of God is lawlessness. And we see that in these last days, the Bible talked about, last a couple of weeks ago we saw this, the Bible talked about two things, that in the last days, there was going to be a man of lawlessness. And he is going to be called the Antichrist. As, and this Antichrist would be opposing everything God has in store. So there is a law of, there is a, a, a lawlessness that happens, that is a man of lawlessness, and then there is a spirit of lawlessness. The spirit of lawlessness. So we're going to look a little more into these de- details. That we saw signs of the spirit of lawlessness sometime, a couple of weeks ago. We're going to look into some more detail in today's message. All right, so here we go. Second Thessalonians and chapter two. I want you all to turn your Bibles with me to Second Thessalonians and chapter two and verse one to fourteen. And the Bible says over here in Second Thessalonians two one to fourteen. I want us to look at some of these verses. It says, "Now I request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, that you not be quickly shaken from your composure or be disturbed either by your spirit." demonic or angelic which is a demonic or angelic influence don't be troubled by a spirit or by a word or a letter as from us so the bible talks about three things here don't be troubled by either a a spirit that comes with you to you with another message or a message or a theological teaching that seems to have come from us or an instruction, a letter that is written, so and so in the name of so and so, in the name of Paul, or in the name of Peter, that carries another message. Paul is saying, even if it carries my name, don't just believe that. And he says, because let nobody deceive you, for it will not come until, the end will not come until the apostasy, until the end, until the, the, the last, until that last moment. Where there are going to be some signs. What are these signs? It's not going to come until a man of lawlessness is revealed. So the Bible is specifically talking about in the last days there is going to be a man of lawlessness. And he's going to be called the son of destruction. Who opposes. You see Satan is the destroyer. And this antichrist is going to be the son of the destroyer. He's going to be the son of destruction. And he's going to oppose... The everything to do with God and he's going to exalt himself above and he's going to seat himself as the object of worship so that he takes the seat in the temple displaying himself to be God. He's going to be the son of, the, you know, of Satan and he's going to be called the Antichrist in opposition to Christ and he's going to sit himself in the temple displaying himself to be God. Verse 5 says, do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things? Verse 6 says, and you know what restrains him now, so that in his time he will be revealed. Which means there is a restraint that is there on this Antichrist. And in the fullness of time, he is going to be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. So the Bible says there is a restraint that is put. Just like Jesus, the Son of God, came in the fullness of time. There is a restraint that is put even on the appearance of the Antichrist. But the Bible says in the last days, that restraint is going to be taken away. And then the Antichrist is going to come and manifest himself. The Bible says, and that lawless one, verse 8 says, will be revealed whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth. And bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. This Antichrist reign is going to come to an end with the appearance of the coming of the Lord Jesus. Now what is going to be something that we see about this Antichrist? Verse 9 says, that is the one who is coming is in accordance with the activity of Satan. Which means Satan is working or Satan is planning according to that work, according to that plan just like Satan is planning and working, this Antichrist is going to come to do the will of Satan. Just like Jesus came to do the will of the Father. The Antichrist is going to come to do the will of his uh, father, Satan. So this is the one who is coming in according to the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders. It's going to be very interesting, because Satan is going to release this Antichrist and he is going to have power to do signs miracles wonders and with all deception of wickedness for those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth and to be saved now i want us to listen to this particular portion of scripture the antichrist is going to come to deceive everybody possible who are the people he's going to deceive those not who did not know the truth he's going to come to deceive those who did not love the truth there's a difference between knowing the truth and loving the truth Jesus when he was in the wilderness Satan knew the truth Jesus loved the truth there's a difference between knowing the truth and loving the truth there are many people in the church who know the truth But there is a church within the church. There is a remnant that the Bible talks about within the church. That not only know the truth, but they genuinely love the truth with all their heart. The Bible is saying that with all deception of wickedness for those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. The Bible is saying, For this reason, because of this Antichrist, a person of the Antichrist, because of this, what's going to happen? The Bible says in verse 11, there is going to be a spirit of the Antichrist that is going to be so prevalent out in the land. Verse 11 says, for this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence, which means God is going to permit, God is going to remove restraint, God is going to allow demonic spirits... To come and do what they want so that people will believe what is false. Why? In order that they may be judged who did not believe the truth. Those who knew the truth, those who knew what the Bible is saying, who knew what the word of God is saying, but didn't want to believe it. They said, I know the Bible says that, but you know what? I'm not sure. I want to obey it. I know that Jesus is Lord, but you know... I'll accept him as a good man. I'm not sure I want to accept him as my, uh, you know, Lord. Now, Or they might even say, Well, I'm accepting Jesus as my Savior. I want him to save me from my sin. But I'm not sure I want to accept Jesus as my Lord. As my Lord, my master, my ruler. The one who is going to dictate every aspect of my life. People of God, listen to me. The word of God is very clear. Do we want to know Jesus only as our savior? Or do we want to know him as Lord? The Bible says that God is going to allow in the last days. One of the signs of the last days. That deluding spirits are going to come. And they are going to cause a deluding influence. Making people to believe what is false. In order that they all may be judged. Who did not believe the truth. But took pleasure in wickedness. Which means they, they knew the Bible says, all who live like this are going to be judged. But they did not take pleasure in that. They said, no, we don't like that. We don't agree to that. You know, some people say, uh, I, I like I like Jesus, but I don't like Paul. Or I, I like, uh, you know, the Gospels, but I don't like Revelation. Or, or I like, uh, you know, I like Psalms, because very comforting. But I don't like, you know, uh, Jude. Because the Bible says about the last days, what's going to happen. See, we can't cherry pick from the word of God. All scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. All scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And therefore, God commands us not only to know the word of God, God commands us to love the word of God. The Bible says we should, it says, God is coming to judge those. Verse 12 says, in order that they all may be judged, who did not believe the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness. Saints of God. Where are we as a church? As a community of people? Where are we as individuals? Do we take pleasure in wickedness? To live wicked lives and say, you know what? Uh, I I know the Bible, but I don't believe it. Because I want to live like this. I know the Bible says you must forgive. But you don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I'm feeling right now. You don't know the emotional scars that have happened to my life. I can't do that. I know the Bible says this, but I'm not sure I want to believe it. Now, what happens? Those... Those scars are real. Those, uh, you know, rejection from people are real. Those persecution from people are real. But the word of God is eternal. The word of God is eternal, enduring in the heavens. Our realities are real, but his word is eternal. The Bible says in verse 13, But we should always give thanks to God for you. Brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification through the spirit by the spirit. Uh, and faith in the truth. So God is saying, I want to sanctify you, make you make you saint by the spirit, but I also want to. Make it happen by faith in the truth. By your putting your faith in the whole truth of God's word. Not a little here, not a little there, not cherry picking from God's word, but faith in the truth. Otherwise, what is going to happen? The Bible says, otherwise, when we begin to walk in lawlessness, which means have our own law about the law of God, the Bible says God is going to allow demonic spirit says if that what you and i want god is saying then i'm going to allow those demonic spirits to have permission to do what they want because you are not giving me permission to be your lord to stand with you to love you to walk with you to be your master who are we giving permission today the bible says in verse 14 it was for this he called you through our gospel that you may gain the glory of our lord jesus so then brethren stand firm And hold on to the traditions which you were taught, whether by word, by mouth, or by letter from us. Which means, which we came and taught you from our mouth, and the letter you received, which we attested it was from us. We send it by our people. Hold on to that. Now if another spirit comes and teaches another theology, or you're hearing some things from the internet that are against what the New Testament is saying or you're hearing interpretations of theologians that confess Jesus is not Lord, that is saying the Bible can't be trusted, that is saying don't listen to Paul, that is saying don't listen to, you know, many other the things of the word of God, cherry pick what you want, listen to only the fact that God is a good God and loving God, listen to only the fact that there is heaven but there is no hell, there is blessing but there is no judgment, listen to all of that, and the Bible says if you listen to such theology, the Bible says, our end will be destruction. The Bible says that there is going to be an era of open revolt against God. Many will turn against one another. Many will, will walk away from God. And the love of most people will grow cold. So what is the method of the Antichrist? I think Satan has two major methods. One, he will deceive us. Two, if he can't deceive us, he will straightforward forward oppose us. He will either deceive the child of God or he will outrightly oppose the child of God. He will stand up against. He will, he will send persecution against the child of God to stop you from believing what you want to believe. The Bible says in the last days, many will be arrested, thrown in jail for what you believe. Satan will either deceive or he will oppose. And we need to love the truth so much that we can take a stand against deception, And against persecution. Church of the living God. Where is your heart today? Have you ever considered that Satan hates you? And wants to deceive you and me? Have you ever considered that Satan hates you and me so much that he will either deceive us or he will oppose us? When he tries to deceive us. I believe he will try to deceive us with three things. The first way he will try to deceive us is by giving us an alternative. Why do you want to follow after Jesus? You know, there are better alternatives, newer models that have come, new, newer understanding, new offers. Like, you know, like sales you know, pitches in the market. A new offer, you know, buy one, get two free. You know, there are new offers that don't cost us so much. Theologically also today, there are new offers that are coming. That are alternate to the orthodox faith which the christians the apostles held on to by orthodox i don't mean denomination by orthodox i mean the original faith of the apostles which was taught by jesus and the, uh, to the apostles and then by the apostles to the church the apostolic doctrine why hold on to that there are more renewed new latest doctrines that we have so one of the first things satan does is to bring an alternate gospel and he deceives us because it sounds better It feels better. Some people go after what it sounds. Some people like to go after what it feels. It feels better. They offer better ideology. And Satan even offers better reward. If you go after prosperity gospel. Oh you can be wealthy. If you go after feel good gospel. Oh you can be happy all the time. So The Satan. The first thing he will do. He will give you an alternate. To deceive you. The second thing he does. To deceive you and me. Is to offer us a counterfeit. Is to offer us a counterfeit. Give us something that looks like. Which means when we look at it, we don't know the difference. And this is where a lot of believers are going to get caught up. When Satan offers you an alternate gospel, you know what the difference is. Because you know this is not this. It's alternate. What Satan is offering seems to be a better alternate theology. But they are not in agreement. But the second way Satan will want to deceive the believers... Is by offering a counterfeit to the truth. What is a counterfeit? Looks like, but unless you really know the word of God, you just don't know the difference. Satan is a master counterfeit. If you look in God's word, you'll find out Christ was born of God. Satan is born of Satan. Antichrist is going to be born of Satan. Jesus was born of a virgin. The Antichrist is also going to come in the flesh as a human person and... Some people say probably by a virgin. Some people say. We do not know. Uh, when the Bible says that Christ was born in the flesh. The antichrist was born. Is also going to be born in the flesh. Jesus the father and the holy spirit. The bible says is a trinity. While the antichrist satan. And the false prophet. Is a satanic trinity. It's the devil's version. Of the biblical trinity. Jesus came as the Messiah from sin. Satan, the Antichrist is going to come also as a Messiah. For the whole world, he's going to come and say, I am going to be the one that is going to be your savior. Jesus operated in the fullness of time. God sent his son. Antichrist also will come in the fullness of time. There is something that restrains him, so there is a time. Jesus was in the image of the father. The Antichrist is in the image of Satan jesus is to be worshipped by the whole world as commanded by god while antichrist is also going to ask all the nations to worship him christ came to the earth in the flesh the antichrist is also going to come to the earth in the flesh jesus is going to sit down in on the right is sitting down now on the right hand of the father in a place of authority the whole world recognizes him as Lord. While the Antichrist is going to sit down in the temple. He's going to sit himself down in the temple in the place of worship. Christ came proclaiming peace to those who are near and far. The Antichrist is going to come with one message. Peace. Peace to the whole world. Jesus did many miracles. The Antichrist, the Bible says in Thessalonians, he's going to come with signs, miracles and wonders. Jesus raised people from the dead. The Antichrist has power to raise from the dead. Christ is the Lord of hosts. The Antichrist is the Lord of the armies of the demonic hosts. He's also going to come as a political and a military leader. Christ is the world's spiritual leader. While the false prophet is going to become the world's spiritual leader. Jesus was pierced by a spear on his side. The Antichrist is going to be pierced with the sword as written in Revelation. Jesus will be raised from the dead. He's going to come back. He came back to life. The Antichrist is also going to die and he's going to come back to life. Jesus is going to be accepted as ruler. The Antichrist is going to ask the whole world to accept him as ruler. Jesus is the light of the world. The Antichrist is going to come as an angel of light. Jesus is sending his church people on a mission out into the whole world the antichrist is going to send his church his people on a mission to turn the whole world against jesus jesus is going to sit and judge the wicked the ungodly the antichrist is going to sit in a place of judgment and he's going to pass judgment on the godly he's going to say kill them take them out jesus is going to come and there's going to be a thousand year reign that the bible talks about The Antichrist also is going to come and there's going to be a seven-year reign. Jesus speaks the truth. The Antichrist is going to speak half-truths, partial truths. Jesus in the Gospels is raised from the dead. The Antichrist in Revelation will be raised from the dead. Jesus has a kingdom of God that he's going to rule and reign over. The Antichrist has a kingdom of Satan whom he is helping establish. Jesus wants to fill you and me with the Holy Spirit and with power. The Antichrist wants to fill the unbelievers and the people in the church with his demonic evil spirits that will influence, lie to us and destroy us. How is Satan going to destroy? He's going to destroy through deception. He's going to deceive through through alternates. He's going to deceive through counterfeits. And he's going to deceive by giving you and me lies. The third way he will deceive us is by lying. He's going to outrightly lie to us. He's a liar and the father of all lies. So he's going to deceive us. And the second way Satan plans to destroy the believer is by outright opposition, by persecution. And I believe that's going to happen. People of God, we need to be aware of the times we are living in today. Do not be ignorant People of God, don't be ignorant of the times you and I are living in today. The Bible is warning us. The Bible is telling us, people of God, walk worthy of the gospel for which you have been called. You and I were called from the foundation of the earth. But are we walking worthy of the gospel? I want you to know that the lawless one, everybody is focusing on the Antichrist. When is he going to come? When is he going to come? When is he going to come? While we are losing focus on another fact, even though the Antichrist is going to come, the spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit of lawlessness, is already working in the world and in the church. The spirit of the lawless one is working in the unbelievers and in the believers. 1 John 4.3 says, And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, this is the spirit of the Antichrist. Of which you have heard that it is coming and now is already in the world. So the spirit of the Antichrist is going to confess, is going to make people... You know, if you have the spirit of the Antichrist, you're not going to accept that Jesus Christ is from God. You're going to say, well, he was a good man, he was a good preacher, good morals, good teaching, he was a nice guy. You're going to say all of that. And those kind of theologies are going to come through a deluding spirit. It's going to come through letters in the name of Paul and Peter and all of that. They're going to say that we found this, we found that. and It's going to come, you know, through with, with people that are going to come lying to you. So the Antichrist spirit is already here in the land. And he's coming, the Antichrist. In fact, while we are looking for the Antichrist, the Bible says already many Antichrists have come precursors. They have come. Some people say, well, one of the Caesars was the Antichrist. He declared himself to be God. Everybody has to worship him. I want you to know, many precursors of the Antichrist would come. But I want you to know, there is going to be one in the fullness of time. The son, the Antichrist, the the demonic influence of Satan, who is going to represent Satan here on earth. He is going to come. 1 John 2.18 says, children... It's the last hour and just as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that this is the last hour. We know that when many Antichrists are coming, they're saying this is, all oh, they're coming, I am Jesus, I am the Lord, I am the Lord. You know this is the last hour. And these people, many of them will be operating in the spirit of the Antichrist. Second John and verse 7. The Bible says, in 2nd John verse 7, for many deceivers have gone out into the world. Many deceivers. Those who do not acknowledge Christ as coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the antichrist. Which means it's not one deceiver or one antichrist. The Bible is saying in the last days, even though there is going to be the man of lawlessness, there is already many antichrists. Many deceivers. Many deceivers operating on behalf of the antichrist. Listen to me, people of God. Today we as the sons of God, we are operating on behalf of Jesus Christ. We are sent out in the world as Jesus is sent out in the world. We are called to be the sons of God as Jesus is the son of God. In the same way, many antichrists are going to be sent out into the world on behalf of the antichrist. And they will come with how? They are not going to come with the sword right away first they're going to come with deception with alternate theology with counterfeit looks like jesus but the one who does not love the truth he won't know the difference he will swallow anything that comes his way many people in the churches you don't need opposition to make you fail and fall and walk away from god all you need is a counterfeit all you need is a lack of knowledge of the truth and so you don't have to be opposed in fact they won't oppose you because you're following a counterfeit, Satan will be absolutely excited and happy for you. They will deny Christ, the Bible says. They will come in the name of Jesus, but they will deny his power. And that is what the Bible is, says, talks about today in the church. Many are going to come in the name of Jesus, but they will deny his power. They will sound like Jesus. Uh, they will look like Jesus. They will talk like Jesus, but they won't believe the truth of Jesus. They know they will deny the power of God. Apostle Paul anticipated these things are going to happen apostle paul knew these are going to happen these things so he had. he said we had to be ready for these things paul prophetically anticipated these things to come and he he, he knew there's going to be a rise of such a person but he also knew the spirit of the antichrist is going to be so prevalent in society that we should be more listen to me listen to me we should be more aware of the spirit of the antichrist and the spirit of lawlessness operating in our theologies, operating in our workspaces, operating in the world around us, operating in our marriages, operating in the influences, in the movies that we are watching, operating in the documentaries we are listening, operating in the worldview, the internet that we are listening to. We must know the antichrist and the antichrists are already trying to deceive us, already lying to us, already speaking to us, not in one voice, not from one person, but in multiple voices, from multiple sides on the internet, out there from the world, from our schools, from our educational systems, from the world around us, from our neighbors, from people who don't love God. The voice and the message of the Antichrist is constantly coming to us. And the Bible says, the church is also going to get influenced in such a way you see the righteous who love God are going to follow the spirit of righteousness and the lawless ones who don't love God are simple they are going to follow the spirit of lawlessness the righteous ones will love righteousness they will love right living they will say I don't feel like forgiving but I am going to forgive why because I love righteousness I don't feel like running away from immorality but I will why Because I love righteousness. Saints of God. Do you love righteousness? Do you love righteousness in such a way that your heart wants you to obey God? 1 John 3, 4 says. Everyone who practices righteousness is, is righteous. And everyone who practices lawlessness is lawless. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. And sin. Is lawlessness so if we are living a life of sin naming christ and living a life of sin we are practicing lawlessness and we are following after the spirit of lawlessness because if we follow the spirit of god we will practice righteousness and when we follow the spirit of the antichrist or lawless one we will practice lawlessness saints of god how are we living what kind of life are we living many believers live a life of lawlessness And they do not know whose they are. They do not know who they are following. And I believe today God is calling us to return from lawlessness. To come to a life of godliness. Many leaders are there. Pastors, prophets. Many successful ministries. Who are preaching Christ. Making profit out of it. But living secret lives of lawlessness. Do we have secret lives? Or do we have counterfeit? Theologies that make us have open lives Living in a worldly way Or do we have alternate theologies Saying I don't believe what you believe I believe this And I don't agree with what you are Because I believe this I want you to know That's the spirit of the antichrist Or the spirit of lawlessness That wants to make the believers backslide So what is the sign? Is there a sign? Pastor you may ask Pastor is there a sign With which we know That a spirit of lawlessness is operating? Yes There is a sign Matthew's gospel, chapter 24 and verse 12, is the sign of the prevalence of the spirit of lawlessness. The Bible says in the last days, because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. Matthew 24:12. because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. Look around today. Has God love for God grown cold in the church? I'm not talking about God's love for us. I'm talking about our love for God. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. And he who does not obey my commandments, the love of the Father is not in him. So what is the mark of lawlessness? What is the mark of lawlessness in my life or your life or as a church? The mark is love grows cold. When love grows cold, we follow other laws. We follow others' opinions. We follow others' commandments. And when Jesus died, listen, He didn't die so that He can just take us to heaven. The Bible says, Titus chapter 2 and verse 14. When Jesus died, He did not die just to take us to heaven. He died so that we can be redeemed from lawlessness. We can be redeemed. Who gave himself to us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself our people for his own possession. That we will not be shared between him and the Antichrist. That we will not belong both to Christ and to the Antichrist. That he will redeem us, purify us from lawlessness and make us his possession. And then what happens? we will be zealous for good works. Are you zealous to serve God? Do you wake up with a passion to serve God? Do you wake up thinking, I love God. I love God. I want to serve God. I want to live for God. I want to live in holiness. I'm passionate about living moral life. I'm passionate about living obedient to Christ. Do you wake up like that? If you do, that's because the spirit of God is working in your heart. But if you wake up, cold in your heart saying, yeah, I want to go to heaven. I want the best of heaven and I want the best of earth. I want what Christ can offer and I also want what the Antichrist can offer. Some people say, well, Bible you know, is different. Practical life is different. I think that's rubbish. I think that is just your heart caught up between, you know when somebody says Bible is different, practical life is different, it's just the heart caught up between a law, following Christ and following lawlessness your heart is caught up between the two you just want the best of heaven that's why bible is real for heaven and the practical life is different because lawlessness is real for earth but the question is what are you willing to give up to live a life of lawlessness people of god when lawlessness enters the church i believe the message of the church is going to get diluted people are going to tell you give you a watered down message the message of the church is going to be diluted. Discernment is going to be diluted. People are not going to be able to discern much anymore. They will not know the difference between the right hand and the left. The mission of the church will be diluted. People will not have a passion to serve God, to run after the gospel, to do the work of God. The methods of the church will get diluted. What we will be using, will be using worldly methods to get more fan followers Rather than disciples of Jesus. Many people are asking how many likes do you have on your social media platform. The churches will end up looking for likes. Rather than looking for disciples of Jesus. And I want you to know our methods will get diluted. And then our stand against sin will be diluted. Many people today. In order to love people. They are choosing to hate God and his word. Do you love God and his word? Do you love God so much that you're willing to be dishonored, insulted, and persecuted for standing for the truth? And I want, to know, I want you to know, Satan will offer you all these three things. He'll give you an alternative, he'll give you a counterfeit, and he will lie to you. And then, if he can't do that, he will outrightly oppose you. But I want you to know the end. The Bible says, Matthew's Gospel 13. The Bible says that there was once a man who went out and he sowed seed. And he says, the good seed were the children of the kingdom. And Satan comes in the night and sows weeds among the wheat. Satan sows the weeds where? Not in another field, in the kingdom. So there are weeds that are in the kingdom that look like the wheat but don't bear fruit. They are among the wheat but they don't want to obey. They don't want to live like that. And the Bible says... Jesus tells them, the son of man is going to come up in the last days. Matthew 13, 40, 41. So just as the tares are gathered and burnt with fire, so shall it be in the end of the age. And the next verse says, the son of man shall send forth his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all stumbling blocks. Gather out of his kingdom, which means from the church. God will gather out from the church all stumbling blocks, and he will all those who commit lawlessness and he will throw them in the fire the bible says people of god i sense in my heart i feel like i'm a watchman god is calling me as a watchman in this generation to call out the church to live an obedient life a holy life a fearing god fearing life and don't be afraid of what man can do to us be afraid of what god Can do to us in eternity. The Bible says do not fear the man who can kill your body. But rather fear God who can just kill your body. And send your soul to hell. There's a constant call today. On our heart. God is constantly telling us. Come back. Run away from lawlessness. Fall in love with God. In a fresh way again. The mark of lawlessness. Is a heart growing cold. For God. And a heart warming up towards the world. Heart warming up towards self-glory. And I want to say today in closing, I want to say God is saying, if so, how must we live? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, Therefore people of God, be imitators of God. Don't imitate lawlessness. Be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. Just as Christ also loved you, And gave himself up for us an offering and a sacrifice, a fragrant aroma. As Christ gave himself up, people of God, you and me, let us give ourselves up. Let us give our life, our privileges, our passion, our desires up. And let us be imitators of God. Bible says, but immorality, verse 3 says, but immorality or any impurity or greed must not be even named among you. As is proper among the saints. And there must be no filthiness. Or silly talk. Or coarse jesting. Which are not fitting. But rather giving thanks. Among the, among the believers. Don't speak sexual content. Or joke. Ungodly jokes. Or lie. Or do these things. Rather say. Among you. Godliness must be there. Verse 5 says, For this you know with certainty, no immoral person, no impure person, no covetous man, no one who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of God. You may have a place and a membership in the church that names the name of Christ. But if you want to have inheritance in the kingdom of God, turn away from lawlessness. Turn away from wickedness. Turn away from ungodliness. So that God can hold your hand and you as a child of God, you will finish the race with a passion. Live a godly life. The Bible says, it says in verse 6 of Ephesians 5, let no one deceive you with empty words. People of God, don't let anybody deceive you with empty words. Let us be imitators of God. Let's not be partakers of ungodliness, but let us walk in the spirit of God. Let us bear the fruit of the Spirit of God. Let us walk in love for God. Let us wake up every morning passionately. Verse 15 says, Therefore, be careful how you walk. Not as ungodly, but as godly. Not as unwise, but as wise. Be careful how you walk, people of God. Uh, Therefore, for this reason, verse 14 says, Arise, O sleeper. Rise from the dead. Let Christ shine on you. People of God, I believe today God wants you and me to be careful how we walk. God wants us to be careful that we walk as wise people and not unwise. And if, as Jesus said, in the last days false Christs, antichrists, false prophets, false teachers, all of them are going to come in the last days. If that is the case, then how are we going to live? We are going to live walking every day. In the Holy Spirit be filled with the Holy Spirit that you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh walk with the Holy Spirit that you will be led by the Spirit you will not go after deception counterfeit alternates or lies you will not fear opposition or persecution but you will be full of the Holy Spirit Galatians five twenty five says if we live by the Spirit we will walk by the spirit if we live by the spirit we will walk by the spirit and Galatians 5:16 says but I say walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh saints of God I want to pray with you right now I want to encourage you today walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh father I pray for the saints I pray for the church today I pray in Jesus' mighty name, the anointing of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to fill each one that we will not walk in love for the world, but we will walk in love for God, that our love will not grow cold, that we will not follow the spirit of unrighteousness and lawlessness, we will follow the spirit of righteousness, godliness. Father, submit the whole people, the church, Make us a chosen generation on fire for you, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, and amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.